We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. One note of housekeeping, we are winding down our Patreon at the end of October. There will be no more Patreon. We'll just be coming out on Wednesdays for free for everybody. Thank you so much to our Patreon family for supporting us through all this time. We love you. I thank you so much for the support. I look forward to continuing to rock on with this show with you for years to come. Okay, ready? Ain't what you know, and it's about a time when you get yourself in the wheel. I want to know something she's on. I think about everyone you need. I'm holding it, things are moving brown now. I have a senior woman, you. Hey. The tour ratio, okay though. The tour ratio, okay though. That might be the best question I've ever been asked. <laughs> Let me get some of your thoughts and philosophies My, well, on being great on stage. Writing, because I'm coming from writing. I, I put uh, a, a lot of weight on that, right? But also, the things you remember in comedy, think of the bits that you remember in your life. Yeah. The Eddie Murphy's Barbecue, right? Yeah, my God. It's incredibly well-written. Yeah. And not only is it well-written, it's like a movie. It yeah. literally is their time jumps. They're like, Gus, remember when da 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 and, and she stuck her head in the water and said, Goon goo goo. Like, no, that's a fire. Like, that's a flashback within a spoken, right. like, incredibly well written and has one of my favorite reactions ever. In if you, I watched it recently, at, when he finishes, someone yells out, Do it again. <laughs> and Eddie goes, Do it again. Like, why would I do what I just did? Like, what is that? So good. If you were like, I want to watch it immediately now. Neil Brennan has been a professional stand-up comedian for like 15 years. He's been a friend of mine for a while. He's in town to promote a new stand-up theater experience at the Cherry Lane Theater called Unacceptable. You can get tickets online. The show's called Unacceptable. He's hysterical, 
And he's interesting to me because he's one of these white guys who loves black culture. And because he was such an important part of Chappelle's show, he's gotten some sort of a pass to say certain things and to have certain opinions and to make certain jokes because black people love him for being an important critical part of Chappelle's show. So I always love talking with Neil. Let's get into it. It's Neil Brennan on Torre show. So you're here in New York doing a show called Unacceptable. Yes, sir. At the Cherry Lane Theater. Mm-hmm. And you'll be doing that till November 11? 21. 21. Yeah. Even November longer. 21st. Can you talk, I mean, can you talk about how and what, like, is there a thesis? The thesis is that I don't do anything uh, normal. I don't, I, like, none of what I am is- Just in is, your life. Kind of. I mean, none of what I am is especially celebrated in terms of habits. Like, don't drink, don't smoke weed, don't eat meat, uh, not married, don't have kids. Um, I'm a little more black affiliated than white affiliated. Uh, <laughs> what are the others? No, I'm, a, I'm like liberal, but like, I don't agree with most of what liberals do. <laughs> Like, no, I don't, I'm just not fitting into any of the... So you are unacceptable. Yes. In every context. Most contexts, I am unacceptable. <laughs> there there are very few in which they're like, Neil, welcome, our guy. I mean, like, individually, I people. So is this a little more memoir-ish? Mm. Yeah. Even <laughs> comedy, I'm not... I'm Comedy, I'm accepted, but I'm accepted as a writer. So, it, like the level of acceptance is kind of qualified. I'm accepted as a comedian more, but there's always a little bit like, nah, <laughs> you know? Um, but you've been doing this for a long time. I, well, I've been doing stand-up for 15 years. I've been in comedy 30. So, but that's, I did, that's wrong. The way I did it was unacceptable. <laughs> you can't, no, it, once you're a writer, you're always a writer. Oh, no. Some people, yeah. No, no, you, but you're right, no, right. You can't then I, break off onto the no, stage. No, yeah, you're not, no. Think about the amount of people that have gotten... First of all, think about the amount of people that have gotten well-known as a comedy writer. How many people are there? Not that many. Yeah. Uh, Larry David, Tina Fey, Louis C.K. I, I just had Hari uh, Condobolo on the show. He's yeah. Kind of yeah, I wouldn't even be. He's writer. more. I didn't know he was a writer. I mean, well, you know what? He didn't write it. You know, like I wrote a popular thing. So, so then going from that to like now I am a comedian. People are like, what? What? Like Tina and all those people were like ushered in yeah i was never no i got no like lauren was like Tina, we'll come you'll do a show i didn't get any of that so that's more the three, three mics was like the craft you know and i can do three sorts of comedy at the same time well it wasn't even comedy the middle mic's not comedy there's two two laughs in it right there well, one of them's black dudes only express emotions when they do it with the saxophone <laughs> So that that's why you think it's it is a very good joke about black uh, black male emotion. So maybe that spoke to you. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah. So so this is more this is more like comedy. It's more stand up with integrated. Uh, it's not. I don't really do narrative so much as like emotional tone. You know? Okay. Okay. Like there's an emotional 
tone to what I'm saying, but it's more, I, 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 I dare say it's a little bit more musical in that, like, I don't know. What is Frank Ocean upset about? <laughs> I don't know. Something. <laughs> He's upset about something, but if, I don't know exactly what. If I want to go, I can still go. I can still get tickets. You can still go. Yes. Now, if if but I don't live if you in, go to unacceptableshow.com, it's the only way to get them. Go ahead. If I go to if I don't live in New York, I should should I pilgrimage to New York or might this travel? I don't want to I'm going to handle this like an NBA player in free agency. We're going to handle the streaming after the season's <laughs> over. Okay, okay. I don't want to okay. give anybody the wrong. I don't want to give anybody a disincentive to come and see me live in New York because I have a lot of tickets to sell. So come on through. Pull up, as they say. <laughs> Pull up. Why are you still doing say. comedy? Why? Yeah. Because it's great. Because the best. It's the best expression you can. What should I be doing? I don't know. It's the best. It's the most fun thing yeah. for you. I get to think something and then say it and see if people agree with it and get an unconscious emotional reaction from people in unison. Fucking beat it. Beat it. Especially when you feel like most of the world, the world doesn't really give you much of a chance to talk back. Sure. Like the world's just constantly, like even out this window, there's f four different billboards that I can see talking at me, <laughs> let alone buildings saying, you need to get a more stable job. But like, there's just all kinds of messages coming at. So it's it's a great opportunity for me to uh, go like, may I? May I interject, world? Here's what I think. It's one of, if not the hardest of the entertainment disciplines. You know, people might be a rapper and become an actor or be a singer and become a this or that, or even yeah. athlete become a rapper. Nobody does X and then becomes a stand-up comedian. They think they can. Right? Com comics will branch out yeah. into, you know. Comics can do anything. Yeah. Because the actor, the, because the actor writer, director. You know the split, you know, the the uh, in movies, the playback yeah. system? Yeah. Invented by Jerry Lewis. Literally. Oh. He, when he shot one of his early movies, he was like, I need a way to see this because it was a comic. So he was like, I need a way to see this. I need playback. Like comics, whatever, I could go on and on about like what comics. Comics have contributed more to comedians. If you think about like spoken culture, most of the last 25 years, a lot of it's comedy. And, and, and when I think about just even the conversation that I have with a wide array of people, a comedian might take over the conversation to where I can't even think straight anymore. You're just pummeling me with with comments well, that's just and being I, aggravating I, i've lost no but no it's not a, it's like you know as an interviewer it's fine and i'm like la i've completely lost control singers and rappers and politicians and writers draw it out of them they, they don't do that right well that's the good thing i always say the great thing about like being friends with comedians or even having dinner with a comedian i'll be funny at dinner yeah david blaine there's not gonna be any magic <laughs> alicia keys ain't gonna sing she's not gonna start singing like I know lots of these people. They don't. They don't do the thing at dinner. You want them to. Well, some comics are funny all the time, right? Right. Like we've had dinner. You are funny all the time. Some people are not. Some I, people are a little more morose. I, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I thought Cat Williams was that. He came to do an interview. Whatever. He was like. He was like. I'm here. I'm professional. But I'm not gonna yes. make you laugh right now. And I was thrown off that he's not like making me laugh. And he was. 
very polite and very professional, but he wasn't like funny, 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 funny. And that's which I was expecting. But I you, have a very cute uh, Cat Williams story. Tell. I did not know Cat Williams at all until I met him in 2019 or something. I His last special on Netflix, he, he opens with, I believe, 13 minutes about Jacksonville. Okay. Literally talking about Jacksonville for 13 minutes, which in comedy is like malpractice because you're on a, you're on a worldwide broadcast platform. It's, we were all texting each other. Like, can he's still talking about it? <laughs> but it, but we all get to the conclusion. Like that worked. It fucking worked. The motherfucker somehow he's doing literally like local Avenue jokes, like names of streets and malls should not work. I do a New York, uh, magazine or New York, New York.com, um, a vulture probably, uh, piece about like what it, something I liked. And I said, I really liked Cat Williams last opening. Shouldn't work. Absolutely works. Hilarious. And, uh, I meet Cat a year later and I go, you know, I spoke about you in an interview and he goes, I printed it out <laughs> because how often does another comedian speak well? Of a comedian, which <laughs> is like the cutest. Like this is so great. I don't even know if I believe him, but like, God bless him. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door, thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. 
Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. Hey there, I'm Nadia Komodo. Check out my show, Tigress, which is basically my unfiltered and unapologetic journey of being a work in progress. Like, I hope that I am authentic and I try to be as unfiltered as I possibly can. I am so passionate about what I do, from talking about periods to wanting to build community around the cause to loving the business that I'm working on. Tune in each week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are streamed. Let me get, are there some rules that we can disseminate to the folks? Like, you know, you're like, you can't do 13 minutes on Jacksonville. Well, but I, like, if you're doing, yeah, you sh- maybe you do a joke about the city just to get the crowd. And then you maybe cut it out of the special. Um, I, I mean, there's, so, it, I need more specific than rules. <laughs> I mean, a little more specific. Like, what are the rules? Of God, fucking, well, I don't know. I mean, just, just let's say. Some of your thoughts and philosophies My, well, on being great on stage. Uh, writing, obviously, because I'm coming from writing, I I put uh, a a lot of weight on that, right? But also, the best, the things you remember in comedy, think of the bits that you remember in your life. Yeah. The Eddie Murphy's barbecue, right? Yeah, my God. It's incredibly well-written. Yeah. It's incredibly well-written. And not only is it well-written, it's not even a, it's like a movie. It yeah. literally is, they're time jumps. They're like, Gus, remember when da 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 and, and she stuck her head in the water and said, goo goo Like, No, that's a fire. Like, that's a flashback within a spoken, like, incredibly well-written and it has one of my favorite reactions ever in if you I watched it recently at when he finishes someone yells out do it again <laughs> and Eddie goes do it again like why would I do what I just did like what is that's how good it is we were like I want to watch it immediately now uh a lot of Dave's bits a lot of Chris's bits they're portable they're memorable they're metered see that's that's interesting because rock will do short, brilliant thoughts that I can I can I can portable into a conversation. Yes. Chris Rock said bullets should be a thousand dollars. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, so yeah. brilliant. Chappelle is doing 20 minute stories you, that right. I can barely remember and I'm dying through the I'm story. talking more old Dave. Okay. More like two thousand bring it kill him softly and the for what it's worth, where it's like how old is 15 and the baby in the nightclub and, and talking the, about i want to be so famous that i can put my dick on somebody's shoulder yeah, yeah. and, and then they'd be they, like oh my god it's david yeah, yeah yeah or like yeah the clinton joke she's uh, so famous that uh she sucks my dick and and then she's famous like or right, whatever right, that right, like right, right. the clinton joke about like you come here like just very good uh 
And then it's slightly political. It's just like a ton of, he just was a great joke writer. But like, he'd become this epic storyteller. Now it's a different thing. It's like a different, it's, he doesn't, you're absolutely right. The shape of them is impossible to track to the point where we all just go like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we all are. The third time I met OJ right. and I'm like, I, yeah. I, my brain can barely understand yeah. the scope of yeah. this hour. Yeah. It's a great con, but he's a, uh, I would argue, and I've said that he's one of the greatest public speaker, one of the best recorded public speakers of all time. Is he the greatest stand-up ever? Chappelle. I, that's just preference. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, Is that your preference? Uh, yeah, I, I have like a tie. It's like a tie. It's it, with it, who? It, we got Chris, Dave, uh, Bill Burr, Patrice. Wow. Louie, uh, Sarah's getting in there. Sarah's Wanda. Wanda Sykes. Um, I'm sure Mulaney there's people I always forget people but like there are people there's just like a I feel cluster like the, of people the el- Eddie obviously the elite argument Pryor, is, is, is yeah, Jerry that, again I could go that's on that's the on. elite argument yeah Pryor maybe Carlin depending on your taste and Chappelle yeah that is like that's like LeBron Kobe yeah MJ it's yeah Pryor or Chappelle I think you- Dave I used to have Eddie in the decathlon beating Dave, and now I have Dave beating Eddie. Yeah, I think, in the decathlon. Yeah, I think Chappelle. Because I now think Dave much... might be better at sketches than Eddie. Like, I thought I had Eddie in sketches, and then the more I, the the SNLs actually weirdly are like revealing. Uh huh. Like Eddie's last SNL was like, you know solid yeah. but it was and it was like it's he's the most charismatic person alive arguably one of yeah and and yeah i don't know something about i don't know uh but yeah it's like a it's a it's a muddled it's a pack of people yeah uh that and and but it's it, you get it specific categories i'm like ah mm. <laughs> you know <laughs> um prior is held up as the greatest comedian of all time, I think more than any any genre of life. More people like he's But I like, think that's one of those things that people don't really know what they're talking about. Okay. Meaning, you know, when people go, so and so are amazing live, and then they just get this category they just get this rep for being amazing live, and then you're like, Are they or are you just saying that? Do you even are you just regurgitating the opinion? Because I don't know why people would go, Pryor's great. Why? You know what I mean? Like, they don't, I mean, and again, I'm not saying you have to say why, but I, I would also argue people aren't watching it very often. I mean, I, I mean I've mean, i watched it. Yeah. Right? And talked to comedians about it. And I mean, like, the the man was incredible. And he could do, you talk about decathlon, all sorts of yes. jokes, creating these characters, yes. you know, telling these stories, doing shorter bits, doing life stuff yeah um you know i mean like nothing was wasted i mean like god think about him getting you know like like when he's like after he got burned and he's like okay we're gonna wash you okay like we're gonna wash you fine do it bitch like like we're gonna I, we're gonna okay and oh my god that yeah, hurts yeah, yeah. and it's basic well some of it so some funny. of prior is so sophisticated 
and some of it is a little I was talking to somebody the other day about uh a bit about me and Chris were talking rock were talking about a bit about different body parts talking to each other like your brain is saying to your dick like hey man you got to figure like you can't keep bringing these girls around we're just talking about like I was like I've had a bit but it's so I it's so hacky to have different body parts and he's like yeah but prior did it so he started it basically the anthropomorphizing of body parts and like everything spoke in his jokes like the car was like fuck it and the gun was like but you know like everything right. and right so there's part of it that's in it's when those work they're amazing but they've kind of been bastardized to the point of it's hard to do them mm. at this point for me i don't know but the the comic has to have that fearlessness hicks uh, i always forget bill hicks doug stanhope was one of the best when it, there was a period of stanhope where he was fucking amazing of thinking what is it that you think i can't talk about that i can't make funny i'm gonna talk about that and make it funny i gotta say i don't know very many people who approach comedy that way it okay from the audience it appears that they're like show show me the unsayable thing i'm gonna say it. i think it's what I was saying where the world's speaking to us all the time. Yeah. And some of, there are certain categories now where it's like, you can't, you're not allowed. And then you, so you're like, it's not even like, what is the, where's the line? I shall cross it. When everyone goes, it's a comics job to do. No one ever tells you what a comics job is. When you do an open mic, they go, okay, here's the job. You just do whatever you're inspired to do. Uh, I, th I don't know many people who approach premises as, uh, the unspoken, you can't talk. There is a, you know what uh, I would love to talk about more and I can't. And I, this is the thing that I mean, Chris, talk about a lot money. And it's like, why, why can't you, you it? because it's so, uh, you can talk about like, he has Chappelle a great talks joke about it. Not he talks about being rich. He talks yeah. about. I'm talking about what money does to people. There are very few bits about it. Like Chris has a great bit about like lend somebody money and you'll never see him again. Like that's one of the best money bits, but like the psychology of money. What would you like to say that you feel like you can't? Well, I can't tell you. Because <laughs> you can uh, say it here. Well, no, I guess it's, uh, I don't, it's hard to, people very quickly go like, rich person problem rich person yeah okay fine so i won't talk about it like so it's not relatable it's not relatable and and also people think you're shitting on them and it's like mm. i'm not i'm experiencing this thing that i you could i had for instance in in three mics i talk about my dad's will right my dad doesn't he left me out of the will and rock's thing was like you know black people don't have wills right and i was like you know what they are, though. No? Are you aware of them? <laughs> Ellen did. A I agree. Bit about I know she did. I, I worked that, on that special. Th that was an incredible right. bit. And it was very self aware. But it wasn't. It was self aware. It was a cartoon, though. Yeah, but yes, and she's mocking herself. Yes. And, but, but you, you know that I'm rich. Yeah, she's so, so rich, it's silly. Yeah. Like, it is silly. Now, to that point, I I consulted on that special, and at one point I said, "You're talking about it too much. 
Mm. And and we didn't like get into it, but she ended up cutting one one or two. There was a show where she referenced it for my taste and for the audience. To me, the laughs were up here and reference one, reference two, reference three. Going down. And then, but I wouldn't still, even go that still high, step, but that stepped, but it was like more like reference one, reference two, reference three, reference four down here. A little lower. Then you got to stop, right? Like you kind of, because now you're just getting into like, now it's a blowout. But you're rich. I have a joke that I can't do, which is rich people think I'm poor and poor people think pink, think I'm rich. <laughs> that I'm not really rich. Rich people think I'm poor. Poor people. But think you I'm rich. have a you have a piece of one of the biggest shows of all time. Uh, like a good one piece. of the most respected shows of all time. But in terms but you of not, sold, you guys broke DVD oh, records. Right. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I was trying to talk more. I was trying to, I was trying to be relatable. Mm. Yeah. But is it even a good show? I'm kidding. Oh yeah. But God. I, but, uh, I'm not like Larry. There's all, again, here's the thing about being rich. You just go, well, yeah, but I don't have Larry and Jerry money. Right, right, right. I don't have Judd money. Right. I don't have, Eddie. there's all every, I've been on a private jet a few times, never on my dime. Whenever we land, the person who got the private jet, I, what does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Toray thrive market dot com slash Toray on March 16th 2000 two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta Jamil Alamin a Muslim leader and former black power activist was convicted but the evidence was shaky and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial my name is Mosi secret and when I started investigating this case in my hometown I uncovered a dark truth about America from tinderfoot tv campside media and iheart podcasts radical is available now Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Without fail, this happens. There's a jet, there's a bigger plane at the airport, and they always look at it and go, that was the one I wanted to get. <laughs> Every single time. The human condition is, ah, we're just comparison machines. I'm like, oh, man, I'd be really happy if I was in that plane. That's the kind of thing I would like to talk about that's, but you can't get over the fact like this rich motherfucker was on a private jet. Okay. You're right. I was on a private jet. I would never get one for myself. The bit of yours that sticks in my craw that I love the most 
um, when you talk about the end of slavery. Yes. We had a good run. Yes. The Mexicans will be. We had a heck of a run. We we? had a heck of a run. That would be, that's what white people gathered the slaves around. We're like, well, we had a heck of a run, didn't we? Um, You guys did a bang up job with the chores these last 250 years. Uh, Now, if you'll clear out your stuff, the Mexicans will be here any minute to replace you. I have a cute story about that bit. Do the bit. No, I'm not that popular comedian at this point. Uh, George Lopez is about to do a HBO special. And he texts me and he goes, did you have a joke about slavery and Mexicans replacing? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I got to cut something. <laughs> he had it and he could have just strong arm it. Did he hear it from you or he just- I think he must have heard it. He came up. Forgot, put it in his act. It's funny, but, it's, but you've read history- the black people replace themselves. We just had to pay you a very small amount. Well, of now. course. Why would we not make you pay us for the honor <laughs> of farming our farm for us? <laughs> By the way, us. My people got here in fucking 1920. But you, you know, that's one of those jokes that I think a lot of white comedians might be afraid to do. Yeah. And I think you are and you feel. I am in a lane where I can make that joke. That's I'm lucky in that people will grant me that it's the, it's about intentions, right? So if they assume, cause I have some jokes now and unacceptable that aren't that charged, but like the, it takes a good, you need to assume that I'm decent to black people in order for me to make that joke. Right. Well, well of course, all black people, at least of a certain age, know you. Correct. Chappelle. I mean. So it's like. Give or take. So right, you there's, assume. There's a card that comes with that. Correct. Yes. And there are some people that think uh, if they their reading of Chappelle's show was that I was the reason Dave left and all that stuff. There's, there's a there's a small group that believes like I'm problematic. Hmm. And I'm sh- and the younger group, the younger people especially. Hmm. Um, I've I studied this issue. I've never heard that. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you a Chappelleologist? You're a Chappelle showologist? I mean, I don't know. I talked to a lot of people who worked on that show. I wrote a whole thing about it. I mean, that's a big word, but like it was worthy of study and talking to you. And I was one of the few people who interviewed him about the show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And talked to Danell. And I mean, like we had a great conversation about um, how Wayne Brady didn't want to say one of the most famous lines in the history of the show. Yeah. And you well, had to kind of convince on behalf, him to do yes, it. On behalf of the team. Yeah. I had to and I talked to Mooney it. about the show as well. Great. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the, yeah, but uh, whatever. I think people now are looking for, the, it's a fight. You could come at me on Twitter and win if you're of a certain age. Uh, if you're that's a rewriting of, of color, history. you are not the of reason not. why he, but left. of course, but what a lot of things are rewriting history. Like a lot of history is rewriting history. In your break, in your list of greatest of all time, we didn't name, name Mooney. Obviously Mooney is on that list yes. for you. Yes. I saw him. One say, of my favorite, uh, I mean the live experience, like nothing, like nobody else I've ever seen. Not even close, honestly. Yes. I mean, me and Dave would go, I, I probably saw him live 40 times before even the, he was on the TV show. Like So comfortable, so acerbic. Yep. So 
like a like a lion ready to like like there's like but it was so silly at the same time there was something like preening someone said it was like uh he was like he was like uh the hairstylist as comedian but Um, that i've rare i can't i can't ever he's the only person i ever remember being at all afraid at a comedy show i was dating a light-skinned girl, girl uh. a light-skinned girl, <laughs> and we went to see Mooney with my black male friend who was dating a white girl at Caroline's, sat us right mm-hmm. next to the stage. Yep. And I was like, oh, God, I'm here with the light bulb, and he's here with the blonde. Mooney's going to come out and just destroy us. Yeah. And he did make some some comments about uh, the white girl, but, like, not not to the amount that I thought, but, like, he would just do 15 minutes of joke jokes. Yeah, he's the most forgivable street joke teller I've ever seen. I didn't care. Right. I didn't, it's normally I'd be like, this is again, malpractice. Right. But with him, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he knows the person who first did it. (laughs) He's so old. Somehow just like, I don't know, maybe. Uh, But he would do my favorite thing, which is he would get the audience in on attacking somebody by going like, Who's that girl over in England? Yes. Who, who, who is it? Oh, yeah, the queen. That bitch. And like- What's her name? Know, what's her name? Who? What's Qu- that boy's name? The Pope? Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. Right, queen yes. Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that bitch can- No, it's too much. It's too much. Uh, that little, was my favorite move. Little things like that, like just bringing the audience yes. in. It's not a passive experience. It's, yes. So I, did, I saw somebody do a whole breakdown of like Chappelle and the cigarette- and that he would almost smoke it and then not. And that sort of gets He's you. told me that. Did someone do a breakdown of that? Yeah. So what is so what is that? Uh it's a uh it's a just audience attention thing. It's it's Eddie told Chris one time, Eddie Murphy told Chris Rock, if you don't move on stage, the audience can look away. So it's just like like animal instinct shit. Like so so that's why Chris darts around. But when he does the punchline, he stands. Yeah. And then he thinks and he stirs and then uh, and, and Dave does a similar thing where I mean he told me he pointed this out to me when he was 19. So he got it from theater school. He went to theater school, uh, like performing arts high school. But you grab a cigarette, you did it, and then if you go to light it. And then bring it down. You're basically saying to the audience, this is important to me, but I have something even more important to tell you. This can't, what I have to say, this can wait. What I have to tell you cannot. So then the audience is like, their That's interest is peaked. way of like, underlining. Oh, this is, this is very important. And then it's, and it creates this narrative of like, is he ever going to like that thing? Uh, just like weird Psycho- psychological things that I'm sure, like priming the audience. I feel Stuff like that I don't. I feel like as time has gone on, he just smokes the cigarette. Now, now he, he, <laughs> it's not. Nothing's more important than smoking. <laughs> For more from me and Neil, join us over at Patreon.com/slash Show. Thank you so much. 
to my man, Neil, for a great interview. And thanks to you for listening. And thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel, Sam Montes, Jason Reynolds, Gerville Calais, Michelle Brenda Cox, Kathy F., Dr. Kina Murphy, Earl Dorsey, Theotokis, and Noma. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. You can find me on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Torre Show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editors, Ryan Woodhall. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington and Nick Carp. Our booker is Claudia Jean, and we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.